Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. We are talking step number three tonight, which is connection, and we're talking love and possibilities. I'm Kelly Fox, and I'm here as your host, and my usual co-host, Terry Sayre, is um, unavailable today, but we are excited to invite on a very special guest coach with us today, and her name is Beth Dewey. How are you doing today, Beth? I'm doing great, and thanks so much for having me on, and sorry to miss Terry. Yes, she had a doctor's appointment, cannot be avoided, but um, because we are doing this earlier, um, because Beth is an East Coast uh, coach, and so we're doing it a little earlier today to help her not be um, doing it at midnight, and um, so she's not used (laughs) to having this time available for them. Yes. So, um, Beth, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the type of coaching you do? Sure. Um, I'm a transformational life and business uh, mindset coach and meditation teacher, and I'm just really deeply connected to helping others connect truly with their essence and staying true to themselves. And so my coaching um, has taken me all over from emotional intelligence to being DISC certified to help in the corporate fields. And my true love, though, is always helping people um, learn to ground themselves and through meditation, through a tool I'm going to share tonight with you all. And that's pretty much the sum of me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you on. I met with Beth. And just loved every minute of it. So I know you guys are going to get a lot out of this conversation. So this month we are talking connection. So why don't you start us off with what does connection mean to you? And then we'll move Mm -hmm. on to love and possibilities. Sure. Sure. Connection means to me is really deeply connecting with myself. And then when I do that, I can authentically be connecting with others. And I'm really clearly aware of the need to connect with others for myself and for coach, you know, mm-hmm. people I coach. And I know we thrive when we connect in the universe. And, and that's how we make a difference, right? How we impact each other's mm-hmm. lives through connection, right? And that's really yeah. true. And at least where I've been, you know, around and seeing in my life, and uh, I know we both have children and connecting people with them and then our spouses, et cetera. It makes a big difference. And when we disconnect mm-hmm. from connecting, um, and I'm sure you talk about this in Fearless Living, um, we become really uncentered, ungrounded, unfulfilled. And so, therefore, when we're talking about possibilities, we don't see the possibilities, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, one thing that Rhonda says is that connection is the number one human need. And mm-hmm. I think that we all desire connection. Now, that might be in different ways, and we might connect to different things. 
but we do like to be connected to some kind of source. And I think that connection, sorry? I said exactly. Yes, correct. Yeah. And so I think that connection with everything can be done in fear and in freedom. And so we might be connecting to something that's not good for us. (laughs) But um, I think that as we can, with anything, uh, find healthier and more freedom-based ways of doing it, it's going to um, improve our improve our our sight uh, to those possibilities, improve our our journey down our path, improve everything about our lives. Oh yes, totally agree. Um, yeah. I think it's really true to say that sometimes we can connect to things that are not good for us, but out of that we learn, right? We're always learning yeah. from that. And again, that can create more possibilities, more openings. So it's very interesting, this uh, topic on love and possibility, because I work in the love field a lot, because I'm all about love-based leadership and opportunities um, and having people kind of learn to shift into that. And like we were talking, you and I, before about how people don't even, um, you know, after they've gotten divorced or they've had a bad breakup, they won't even look at having a connection, a love connection again. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty sad for me to hear because I know how, how we want the connection so deeply. And then we put obstacles up that we can't have them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, how I, do we get I, from I, one step to the next? Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is fear. Right, we're afraid of getting hurt again. Oh, we're yeah. faint, afraid of that connection not being authentic or being taken away, and so we uh, don't allow ourselves to feel it. And it's fear. It's fear telling us, "Hey, you don't want to do this again. Remember what happened last time? It didn't go well." <laughs> and so I think that, yeah, and I think that, you know, getting past that fear. Um, is definitely necessary, but how you get past that fear, I think, is very individual and unique to ourselves, and that's why we provide lots of different tools, because some are going to help one person, and some are going to be more powerful for others, so I'm excited for the tool that you're going to be sharing with us tonight, um, because it's not one that I've heard of before, and so possibly our listeners haven't heard of it either, and so Um, I'm definitely excited that when we get to that point that you'll be able to share it. Sure, sure. I totally hear you on the fear part. And I've used a little little trick um, over the years. And I don't know if you've heard this before, but if you break down fear, it's false evidence appearing real. And if you just kind of say that to yourself when you've got that trigger happening, and we all get triggered, right? We all all kind of have some reaction. Um, we'd love to be, you know, responding more in life with, you know, positivity and passion and connection and all that. But there's times that we get triggered based on our past. And yeah, what I do with the mindset coaching, and it's, it's kind of like I've heard from your mom and you too. It's like you, we work on all of us helping our clients shift, right? And actually, mm-hmm. I work on the tool that you're going to hear tonight. It's a reprogramming, rewiring 
the neurons in your brain so that you have a stronger connection within your brain. So then when your brain is looking for data or you're having this trigger and it's going to go in your mind, it's going to go to that stronger neurons, right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. and that's what is very powerful for me. I love the neuroscience about it because there's results in that field. And that's what I'm super passionate about because I don't want people living in fear. I don't want you to be in yeah. a fear mode either. I want you all to have a, a thriving, you know, impactful life and the best possible life possible and for yourself and others. Mm-hmm. So that's what I I kind of focus on a lot. Yeah. yeah I think that when we're loving ourselves more, when we're being authentically when we're showing up, I guess, authentically, then possibilities mm-hmm. are going to come forth. And if we're ready to say yes, if we're ready to step forward, then um, those possibilities are going to become a reality, right? But we have, to, we have to be loving ourselves on a daily basis to be ready to say yes, to be ready to step forward. And so I think that that's why when we, when we love ourselves, that's why the possibilities come. Because then we are more able to to take take on those new possibilities. Right, and it and really behooves us to check in with ourselves, especially when we we know we from the past experiences that we weren't successful in our minds, and then kind of reground ourselves in the truth of who we really are, and it, and mm-hmm. you know. In my line of work, I work really on heart-centric coaching. That's a real focus of mine. And so mm-hmm. I really help others, and I know you guys do too, it's like calling in the possibilities. And what does that look like? Calling in the love. What does that look like? And what are my true values? Like, you know, we have all have beliefs, right? And we all mm-hmm. live according to our beliefs. But if you think about a belief, a belief is just something you think over and over again, just like that neuroscience thing, right? It gets stuck in your brain that certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have an emotional trigger with our heart. But really, our hearts are really running the show most of the time. <laughs> the brain is really an afterthought. <laughs> and mm-hmm. A lot of people don't really understand that part. But it's really a great thing as a meditation teacher and teaching meditation as if we do that breath work, like I'm going to teach you in a little bit, just because it's so important to keep ourselves truly grounded in who we are so then everything, like you said, won't be constricted. You'll be open to new possibilities. You'll look at life in a different light. You'll put on different colored glasses, right, that are happier glasses, glasses that, oh, I can actually go out in the dating world. Um, I can actually, even after divorce, I mean, I've had some clients that have been divorced for 13 years and took a mm-hmm. lot of courage and willingness on their part and connection knowing to the, their heart that that's really, they really want to make that step. They really want to make that leap and go out again. And so it's, it, it takes work, but I'm telling you all here tonight, love and possibility, it can happen again every day, all the time. It just, like you said, is willingness to be there to connect you yeah. want to connect again mm-hmm. yeah I think that's so true and and as you were saying um 
change the the color of our glasses. I think that's, you know, I think that's definitely um, what we are what we are trying to do is shift people's filters so that mm-hmm. when they're hearing something, when they're seeing something, they're seeing it through a clearer filter than the one they previously used. Um, and so when someone says something, they don't automatically see it as uh, negative or um, condescending or, um, you know, pessimistic or whatever it may be, but they see the uh, possibility in, in what they're saying, right? They see, they see love, they see concern, they see, um, you know, other things than what they previously saw and become less reactive and, um, more actively choosing their choices, actively choosing how they're how they're showing up and how they're loving outside of themselves as well. Correct. Yeah. I mean, that's really true. Again, loving yourself first is number one, right? Because if you don't yeah. learn to love yourself and cultivate that, um, and that I know it's at times not always easy, right? Because of things that happen in life and and you might get something thrown from left field at you and you're like, you know, you're busy driving somewhere and somebody might have a bad day and the driver yells at you because, you know, they didn't think you stopped at the stop sign correctly or something and it could set you off. Yeah. But if you're really grounded in the moment, you could say, well, I I love myself and therefore I'm just going to send them love. I'm just going to send that person Mm -hmm. that that good energy because they might be having a bad day, right? But I don't need to take it on. I don't need to get upset and get caught in that reaction because that's when love and the disconnect happens. So we're not connected and we close down. And then again, we have other filters and other, other glasses on at that time. So it's kind of cool. You can just kind of say to yourself, well, I'm going to change my glasses now. I'm going to put on some love and possibility glasses (laughs) and and then just kind of do that. Um, and also give yourself some freedom, obviously, to listen to why you are having a reaction. Because I think that's really important, mm-hmm. too, for people mm-hmm. to connect into who they truly are. Um, and, again, I think the connection is big. I think the connection is about yourself and connecting with yourself. Yeah. And, the, and really working on, you know, who is the true Beth and who is the true Kelly, you know, yeah, And it really behooves us because there's so much that makes up each individual, right? So yeah. even if I'm giving you a tool or you're giving your clients a tool, sometimes they have to be a little tweaked for that person, right? Because they're not one mm-hmm. fits all. We're constantly changing. Yeah. We're constantly learning new things in our life. We have different things show up. And we're really just building this love base of ourselves. And yeah, it's all great and beautiful. I think, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you don't connect to yourself and really know who you are, then there is there's no possibility for you to authentically show up for someone else and connect to somebody else. And that is kind of a, a concept that's been um I wouldn't say new to me, but definitely a newer in the sense of the whole span of my life, you know, um, as I was in my 
you know, preteens, teens. I hated when someone would say, "Oh, if you don't love yourself, you um, then you can't love others." And I was like, "Bull! I don't like myself, and I love all kinds of people." But um, mm-hmm. it was it wasn't um, it wasn't a pure love because I was wanting some. It was conditional, right? I was loving you, right. so you would you would need me, or you would um, want me around, or you would love me back or you would do this or you would do that, right? It wasn't just loving you to love you. And until I loved myself, then I could love people just to love them. I didn't need something in return. I didn't have right. any expectations of them. And 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 so I think that that's, that's the huge the huge difference. So if you're not if you're not authentically connecting with yourself, and really getting to know who you are, um, you know, separate of anything else, not, uh, you know, your job or the title or the hat you're currently wearing, but who you really are in the core of yourself, um, then you're not going to be able to, you know, see someone else authentically or connect with someone else authentically because you have to know yourself to be able to know someone else. Oh, yes. That is so true. And it takes work, though, right? I mean, obviously, peeling back those layers of yourself and being vulnerable so that you can really connect deep with yourself. I mean, all the aspects that you teach and and Rhonda taught you guys. And it's just amazing to me that um, um, people go through life with this armor around them because they don't want to mm-hmm. um, connect deeply with themselves because they've been so hurt or, you know, something terrible, traumatic happened to them and they don't seek help, you know? And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's, it hurts me because I feel everybody's so, every soul is so worth it. Everybody has value. So yes. even if you're not loving yourself, you still have value. You're still an important part of the universe. And, you know, it just, it saddens me when I, when I hear people are having a tough time or they're not connecting with their essence. And I always work really hard on helping them figure out what their core is, like who they really are. And, you know, you know how it is when you're talking to your best friend and they'll, they can see the beauty inside you. But wouldn't it be wonderful if you didn't really care if everybody saw that, the beauty inside you. But most people will yeah. let people conditionally, like you said, you know, they'll let a little bit out. I don't feel comfortable with you, so I'm going to shut down. And they disconnect. And they do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And they know, they know they're doing it because they're afraid, just like you said. You know, the fear. The fear is running the show. So and yeah. the only one way to transform your life is the step one. The keys to, keys to all transformation is awareness. And you might not even know yeah. you're doing this, right? And then, so that's why I tell clients, it's like, they'll ask me, well, I don't even know if I'm doing it. How do I know I'm doing it? And I just say, well, start observing yourself in situations that make you feel uncomfortable and see what your reactions are. You know, maybe yeah. you're getting a stomach ache. Maybe yeah. you have a headache. Maybe your hands are sweating. Maybe you're nervously talking. Or, you know, just start stepping back and see if you can observe yourself 
in, a, in, in an interaction and see if you're disconnecting from people and see if you're not being true to yourself. And then, and then get help, you know, ask for a coach or go to a therapist. It doesn't matter. There's so many, out, so many things you can do out there now, right? There's so much free it's stuff out there, and it's wonderful. I'm really excited for the world. <laughs> so Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. well, we're getting towards the end of the call, so I want to make sure we have enough time for them to hear your tool that you're going to share with them tonight. So how about let's move sure. on to that. Sure. Okay, so this tool that I'm going to share with you all tonight is a tool that I use a lot with my in my meditation classes with clients. And what it is, it's a couple things. It's an what I call it mostly is an anchoring tool. And I actually, in my coaching and in classes I do, is a way of you writing positive aspects about yourself. And then you put this into a mantra, and I'll explain how to and do this, and you breathe it in and out, and I'll explain how to go through that. But just, Kelly, maybe you want to think of a couple of positive things about yourself that you know is true. Okay. And why this tool is so important is because when you're having a reaction and you're feeling that disconnect and you don't feel this possibility or you don't feel any love for yourself or love for others or whatever, um, you can use this tool to reground you in the truth about who you are. All right? That's really mm-hmm. the base of it. And sometimes people say, well, Beth, what if I want to bring some new things into my life? And I said, sure, you can use this tool for that too. It's a very versatile um, tool, and it really takes a minute of your time. That's what's so beautiful about it. So, um, again, I use this all the time. I have clients that use it all the time. I have people that go into meetings really stressed out in life, and they get themselves grounded with this. So this is something so useful. So you can ground useful. with it, and you can also do manifest um, – what's that called? Mm. <laughs> Now I can't even say the word. You've, Never mind. Oh, you mean meditation or manifesting? Um, manifesting. Basically, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're manifesting. And, but it's a, it's a grounding, so it's a centering tool. Um, so it's like a little mini meditation, you can call it. But what you're going to do, it's, it's basically um, you're going to use both um, hands, and I'll just explain it. And I'll go through a little bit of what you can do. And actually on – I think you put on fears of living, just kind of the um, steps to it on your site. Yes, again. So, yeah. So just just get used to this right now. So take your your hands and put them your palms facing up, and just touch your thumbs to your first your you know your index finger, your first finger, then your middle finger, and your thumb to your ring finger, and then your pinky. Okay. So uh-huh. you're just gonna. So you got that, right? Great. So what you're going to yeah. do, and I'm just going to give you an example. So I might want to use these these four words. And I, I like the I am statement because I like to say I am because I, that's a, the strongest word to your essence, right? I am. It's a very strong yeah. mantra. So what I do is I would say maybe I, so I might say I am peaceful as an example, but I, I might say I am courageous and loving and and so what you would do is anything you might have a couple of words in your head okay and so you're going to take your mm-hmm. your finger 
your thumb to your first finger, and you're going to breathe in the word. We'll just use my example, I am peaceful. And you're going to bring in, breathe in the word I. So you take a big inhale in, and you say to yourself, I. And then you release the I. Exhale. You're going to take your thumb to the middle finger. You're going to breathe in am. And you're going to exhale am. And you're going to put your thumb to your ring finger and breathe in peace. And then you release peace. And then put your thumb to your pinky finger and then breathe in full. And exhale full. And so with this breath work, you're being very mindful. So it's another mindfulness technique. And you're going to breathe mm-hmm. in each word slowly and you probably once you do this a couple of times you will get into a habit that you're going to reach for this <laughs> before you go into meetings yeah. or might be wanting to have a hard conversation with somebody that you have to give them some feedback that you're not comfortable with this is great so what I suggest you all do is write down some positive stuff about yourself like maybe 10 of them like, Kelly, what's some positive stuff about yourself that you know are true? Well, the thing I was thinking of is I am capable. Mm-hmm. So that was okay. that was the most, that was the one that I, if you asked me, I was going to say. Um, but, I mean, if I, I can say, I think ones that would be really empowering for me would be I am beautiful, I am loving, I am generous, um, I am smart. Nice. I'm thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some things that come to mind. I would. I like. I like. I. Um, a big word for me is trust. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know how I would say that in an I am statement, or I could say I am trustworthy. I guess. Um, yeah. You can actually and. Don't get caught up with the I am if you don't. Sometimes people just yeah. use all four. They might say um, trusting, beautiful, generous, thoughtful, and they'll breathe each of those mm-hmm. words in. So it really is a really interesting thing because you can make up several. So it's a good thing for your toolbox, right? So especially yeah. if you're having a hectic day with the kids and you're getting them off to school in the morning and you feel really ungrounded, and people will say, Beth, I don't have time to meditate. I'm like, well, can you do your five-finger centering? Because isn't that something? And they're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I can't even do this while I'm brushing my teeth. Because you can brush your teeth with one hand, right, with a toothbrush, and use your other hand to just do it with your fingers, right? Mm-hmm. And you can breathe in. Yeah. Obviously, you won't breathe in toothpaste, but you get my point. Um, yeah. You can, I know people who have done this in the bathroom. I know people who have done this. Really, in their car driving, they just push onto the steering wheel with each of their fingers. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, 
as moms are just generally, um, as Americans, we tend to multitask everything. And so if it's something that you can do while you're doing something else, um, it's more likely going to get done. So I love that. Um, I'm so yeah. sorry to cut you off, but we are out of time. I thank you so much for being on the show to, uh, tonight. And if there's um, if there's a time where you'd like to come back, we'd love to have you. Um, oh, sure. And um, I hope that the listeners got a lot out of today. I know I did. And as we always say, this information that we share, the 12 Steps to Freedom, is all from Rhonda Britton. If you want to know more about Rhonda Britton, go to fearlessliving.org. And you can get more information about Beth on our website, which is fearlessgenerations.org. And we hope that you all have a great day. And until we see you again, be fearless. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.